Welcome back to another episode of the V-Square Podcast. I'm your host, Norman. And I'm You can call me Joel. <laughs> Alright, so last week, or last session last week, we basically handled on what uh, is a TPCNB exclusive episode, you know, for the people who wanted to, uh, the three specializations that we got for branding integrated and image design. But today, this time, we're going to be handling something a little bit different. We're going to be talking a bit about how... Okay, the similarities between all of these three is that you're going to have submissions, right? You're going to have projects. But the end of that project, you know, the end of the stairway, you got this thing called presentations. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about what a presentation is overall and how your presentation can be structured so that you get that A. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, you uh, can try your best to get that A. Yeah. You can, you can try your best. I mean, okay, to put it into context here like, for me and Norman here, we will say that our, in terms of our approach to presentation in a school grading system has been relatively well. Okay, we have been doing good grades, but yeah, if you want to know the exact how much GPA or grades we got, you can just trial us a DM and say, how much do you really get, you know? And we will reply with pure honesty and you will pretty much your pants, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway, welcome to another episode of, of the V-Square Square podcast. podcast. This is a three-section podcast, so it's a very long one for the first time I'm doing such a long content where we were wrote, writing the general script that we were actually cheating ourselves and see that's a lot of things. Yeah, because we, we wanted to really grab the main points of each uh how you should be understanding this content or this idea of what a presentation should really be because we feel that you know it's not really highlighted enough on how uh i mean yes maybe presentations wise verbally how you're speaking to people but not maybe the design aspect or how you're going to visualize everything on a presentation so we just thought that it's a good opportunity to do so yeah definitely um, it's it's almost like a negligence to how important presentation is due to you know uh because it's the last Thing you need to do at the end of the project or is like the least number of grading inside your component mm. like it's only like 10 percent 30 percent rest of it it's all going to your design development and then so people have a little bit like i think i can just wing it you just swing and let it go yeah but it's the best thing for you to not ever wing it because if your presentation slides are great then you essentially just scored yourself like your you, you could have just brought up your your gpa from like a single grade from B to A, maybe. Yeah, it's presentations, even though right, it only has a small weightage, but the amount of like impact it can make for the rest of your projects and everything else right, is very different. So we will start off with the first part of our podcast. Today. We'll talk about the concept of a presentation. Sounds very trippy, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, if you're a design school kid, you know, might be always asking, what's a concept? But, I mean, in our case, today we're going to be overarching, like, what really, like, what really encompasses a presentation? Like, what really is a presentation? Mm, yeah. Hmm. So, just briefly giving you a fresh look about this one thing that you've been 
I think you've been doing this since primary school, secondary school. All the way up to now. Yeah, all, all the way up to now. So. Uh, we talk about the formats first a little bit. Um, All right. In terms of formats in CMD context, right, you will be presenting in different occasions. You'll be presenting to like in, during interims, like when you're presenting your ideas or during your final submission of your work. And some, even time to time when you're consulting your lecturers, you're also somehow presenting here and there. Lah. So, hmm. There's that. And in terms of format, right, the most common one we have is a uh, presentation slides. It's usually presentation slides after you hit uh, year two and above. Yeah. And sometimes you have a video. You just play the video and then you talk about it afterwards and answer the Q&A. And another type, which is quite common and is one of the most painful ones to do, is the presentation board. Also known as a case board. If you all are curious, just go Google search company case boards, uh, case study boards, that type of thing. You understand what we're talking about. Essentially, it's just a summary of your entire project with words that you have to design nicely for people to instantly recognize and also have an idea of what your project is about in that yeah. one board. True that. And another thing you will have with a luxury, we call it, it's called your prototype. So you present with a prototype you have designed. Mm. Go with it. So for example, let's say if you had a uh, UI design for an app, for I'm not too sure, let's say a food catering app, for example, mm. you got to show the process of how you log in to all the way on how you're going to order mm. that food. Yeah. You're, you're actually designing the entire process from start to end with all the animations. Yeah, so... It will be a bit like that. Then uh, I guess that on and all, right, what you've been doing is just from like one single slide, which is the presentation about to multiple slides and to a moving sequence of a slide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> such that. So uh, but all and all, right, whichever format that you are presenting on, right, is as opposed to tell a fucking story that makes a lot of the presentations is supposed to do that and you through that you are sending your message to your audience clearly mm. yeah i mean uh i think it's a good general rule of thumb right i think like me and joel have understood this uh let's say subconsciously but we don't know obviously think about it every single day we thought about it right it's just that idea of the present like a presentation literally happens everywhere whether or not you're in the classroom where you're talking to your lecturers, you're talking to your friends, you're trying to introduce them to new things, whether or not you're in the bus, you're in an elevator with like a teacher, you're talking to your friends. You could be even be on a freaking roller coaster talking about something with someone else and you still be presenting <laughs> something. Yeah. The idea of a presentation, right, to introduce an idea to someone else for them to agree with you or to be interested, that's essentially what a presentation is. Yeah. It's for you to deliver the idea across to achieve the impact, the purpose, the reaction that you mm. So, yeah, tell a story that makes a lot of fucking sense and make sure that everything that you want to do has a proper justification that so people know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go back to that uh, freaking uh, roller coaster example, right? It's just like, okay, design school, if you're presenting your idea to your lecturer, and the roller coaster, you're presenting your excitement to the other person. Still the same thing. Let's do the same thing. But it, it, it takes some time to understand. I mean, it took me and Norman about two and a half years to fully grasp the idea of 
how a presentation should be like yeah how it should be just like overall its structure and its idea ideology behind it yes and the whole form of this on, on a constant evolution so things we have we have done before back in like year one and two has not been the same what we've been doing now is 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 a constant process of like refining and refining it's a like hammering and smithing out the perfect formula that's actually no i shouldn't say that there's no such thing <laughs> as perfect formula just only better ones uh. yeah i mean uh, like what joel just said you know uh from year one to year two we the present or the formats of presentation we like when we went in uh, i assumed that both of us actually had that mentality of you know slides are just kind of like eh whatever i'm just gonna leave it to the end you know i'm yeah. just not gonna do it especially for our collaboration project where we actually had those slides i mean yes we designed them well but we really didn't give a shit about the content that we we're putting on there proper so yeah. we over the like the course of two years right we just looked at it and we just said like it's the more and more we look at it because we understand that presentations are actually a component of your entire design process for each subject and module and also because it's going to be used throughout the future right? whenever you're talking to clients and businesses you got to really realize that presentations is actually super fucking important <laughs> and i like, think the teachers actually yeah. stress this but the, the students don't internalize it a lot mm-hmm. true that mm, so coming back to a school context uh, all right so mm-hmm. presentation for you you're going to get your ass graded in school and for lecturers they need to understand like what the fuck you've been doing for the past four to eight weeks to give you a fair grade yep. so it's, it's really like you can imagine for one lecturer right you have about about 20 students one class and you have two classes so you have essentially you need to keep track about 50 different concepts and you don't like you don't really have the brain capacity to have to do that. You know, you can't even track like 50 drama shows at one time. Exactly. So you, it's really coming down to your presentation that like those 10 minutes that you have with them or with the rest of the class, you need to let them see, okay, this is happening. I start to end there with that. Oh, I remember that. Okay, that happened before. And then you realize that, okay, so this is has been what has been going on for the past four, eight weeks and you have been asking me these questions. So they will they, they see your growth so they will give you a more empathetic look towards how the output of the design could have been and things will change along the way but then on and on your final presentation is the one that rings the bell mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. it's true when doing your final presentation you really uh it's essentially your combination of like what drill said from four to eight weeks of what you've been doing uh, and when the teachers really do see that and they say that because you just imagine if like you've been grinding your work for the past four to eight weeks. It could be freaking amazing. It could be perfect. But your presentation, right? Somehow, somewhere, you actually just fall flat. Mm, yeah. That could have single-handedly caused your amazing idea to go from maybe an A to a C. Mm, yeah, if you're talking about just school standpoint. But if you're talking about real-world standpoint, holy shit, your idea would have been completely trashed. Maybe. Might have been a good idea, executed shit, didn't you? Yeah, it's like... If a presentation doesn't sound well, right, it's like the it's like a soda drink, like a Coca Cola losing its fizziness and the carbonated inside. And you're so, just drinking the syrup. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's not that nice. Okay. Yeah. So it also comes down to the idea of our whole course as communication design. Mm, our yes. whole job here is to communicate the idea across clearly, 
through visual means or other sensories when this comes possible. And even though it's a common sense that you know, like all human beings should have the ability to talk to each other, but we are, we, we, we are here to do it better than the normal commoners out there. Like we do it more methodically. All right, man, is a better way to phrase uh, the, the, I don't know, maybe uh, the layman, not the commoner. <laughs> Jesus, Joel. <laughs> Common sense is the curse that we all have. Like most people out there don't really have the ability to have the common sense. You know, it's the least common thing that people have. I mean, okay, like to go on what Joel said, I, yes, I agree with that because, um, okay, although it sounds very harshly phrased like that, what we are trying to just essentially say that it's not always thought about, it's not actively thought about to where they can be self-aware yeah. of like, what uh, maybe, like, cause to us, obviously, you know, sudden design things are common sense to us because it's been beaten to us like second nature. Comparatively yeah, yeah. for other people, no. And that's why we can, how to say, leverage on the strength that we have as designers to effectively communicate ideas better. Mm. Yeah, true that, true that. So yeah, okay. we as CMDs are just communicate ideas and presentation is the form that we are going out. It's not just like say to the lecturers, somewhere down the future right, when you do your work, when you're giving out portfolios, uh, showing your FYP, you're going to tell people about what you do, right? You are presenting your ideas and these things right these things is your chance to either get a job to get an offer or to like show yourself out to make people say yeah you have a good idea and then people understand what's really going on right? and if you're lacking that area right whatever you do in the end right it may be just be a power of works down there and the values of it the meanings of it or whichever possibility it has is not communicated out yeah. Mm, yes you're right because when you essentially it's like if you are if we took away the presentation aspect of uh well presentation right like what Joel said you essentially just get whatever you're trying to present it's just a single piece of item just laying there yeah there's no story behind it there's no introduction there's just oh this is what it is Ta-da, that's it there's no story yeah even though I think the phrase, yeah, I, I heard that phrase. It is what it is, but oh gosh, you you cannot let it be. It is what it is. Even those, some people say, oh, good ideas can sell itself or something. So, but you need to make people know that this is a good idea. You know, you need exactly. to make them know. You need to make them know first. They will not so, know originally that oh, you look at it like they might question, what the hell is this? Because you're not even that. If you're not gonna tell them what it is, they might not know what it is. Hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, presenting is very, very important. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of it is to get point A to point B. And the point B is your consumer, your customers, your audience, and you are the one holding it. And you make sure that it goes to there. So you, so you get something out of it. Like the input. Your A is basically your idea, your message, what you want to sell, that type of thing. Mm, yeah. So I think that basically covers the whole concept about what presentation is. And I think for the next part, we'll go a little bit more in depth into presentation materials. How should you structure it? Right. Mm, Okay. So anyway, 
congratulations, you have somehow, somehow know what a presentation is about. Nice. Yes. But sadly, you might not be able to understand it fully. If you do, yeah, like, trust us, you're, you're just lying. <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, yeah, with that basic summary, or not even a basic summary, but the main key points that you wanted to point out for that first part, you definitely still won't try to properly internalize it until you actually do it. Yeah, pretty much there. Mm. Uh, so let's get it straight. Uh, and we will talk about the second half of our, our podcast here. We will talk a little bit more about how you'll be structuring your presentation materials and whether it's a slide, a presentation board, or anything you do, any kind of presentation you do, you have to somehow hit these points uh, somehow, somehow. It has worked for me and Norman for quite a while and and we find it really, really important to highlight it for our juniors and any other creatives out there who are listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So let's just say that in, in the form, in the format of the most common thing we do, a slide presentation. So you have about like a slide, like 25 slides, 40 slides each, that kind of things. Maybe even more if you want to be extra, but yeah. Yeah, I've been extra before, so yeah. Really I have been too, so it's okay. Yeah. So to do a slide presentation, right, you, in all senses, please have a good fucking design of it, all right? Design it properly. Do not treat it as the last thing and the least important thing for you to do. I have seen way too many shit typography on slide designs and it basically turned me off the moment the slide comes out. It's horrendous. Or, I mean, okay, sometimes uh, when you do mention this, right, it is a subjective topic because, you know, some people might not get affected by that typography. But overall, the consensus is that if larger majority of people do not, let's say, they do not want, know what the hell you're writing or they don't like the way that overall that typography or that slight design that you're using does not really complement the things that you are saying, I don't think you should use it. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Because you're essentially shooting yourself in the foot before people actually pay attention. I mean, sometimes it might be funky, sometimes it might work. But overall, if let's say, I want to put this into a business perspective, right? If you try to do that funky shit to a possible client that doesn't want to go funky, you're killing yourself by the funky. Yeah, so type choices, type arrangement, type sizes, these are very important considerations for your Definitely. Uh, but since we're talking about podcasts, so we don't have really good visual examples here and then we don't want to drop names about whose design is bad. But uh, general rule of thumb is that uh, if you are presenting, make sure your types are legible. Mm-hmm. And legible doesn't mean you go all the way to some Goliath size. Like 32, 40, 42, 72. That's all right. Like, yeah, haters. Or like to a key, a key slide point, you know, that type of thing. But... Mostly have it around like uh legible sizes. Keep your typography to like depending on how many sentences you want. Uh yeah, yeah. Depending on how much information you want to put on there, you yeah, you decide that. yourself on how large that font should be, so that it can yeah, be read. Yeah. yeah, true that. And uh, another thing is that for typography wise, right? Uh, the real problem is that how you arrange them. So yes, quite a lot people we see right being really lazy is that they um they sort of just lay the text center line 
I just sent a line and text in the middle of the slides with a lot of words. I see about like seven lines of worth of words in a very rigid cylinder shape. Just and put it and expect me to read it properly. I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Even though all your necessary information is up there, but you put it like that, it's like try to swallow a salami whole without even like biting it or tasting it. What the hell is that metaphor? It's lamis are expensive, man. You have to understand that. So it's like you're not appreciating, you're not letting the audience or the viewers to appreciate the information you're presenting to them by just chucking them a whole bunch, you know? Right. And forcing it down their throat. Okay, then I, I guess we could say that, uh, okay, because I've seen many different types of slide presentations, just from my own perspective, you know? Because I've definitely seen the slides that Joa has been talking about, the one where the information is just slapped right in the middle. Slap left center, right center line, that type of thing. And we've also seen speaking slides, the one where it's just with key points, key visuals. Hmm. I think me and Joel in this sense are leaning towards more of that because you don't exactly vomit out everything for people to see. That's why we want people to easily digest the information that you're actually presenting to them. Yeah. So, hmm. so yes, the salami won't taste good if you swallow it whole. Yes. And typography another thing really consider the the, the types you're using uh, if you are uh, you want to choose a different fonts i mean even though generally speaking people say oh sans serif are better for digital screens series are better for prints and stuff you still that's need not to, true generally speaking uh, i don't really feel it's true yeah okay uh, it's not really that true uh, but it really depends on the legibility of each yes uh, choice it's really dependent on that so and the distance of your audience is such, put it all into context and pick your words properly. Please do not choose like illegible decorative cursive fonts and expect them to read uh, sentences on that. You know, it's, this is not the British era. Please don't expect people to do that. Unless your design plays for it, then go ahead. But mm. we wouldn't recommend it. Still try to get like a handwritten font in that example, like a proper handwritten font. Yeah, proper one. Can rekindle. Yeah. Mm. I think the another more a very important thing for other let's say the slide design and the typography, because you know, after building those up, right, you need to get some type of visual for people to understand what the hell you might be talking about. So let's say for the pre-research phase and what you're talking about for like your target audience, you need some type of infographic. And we're not talking about like a bar graph or anything, you know. We're talking about yes. actual, just like a simple how to say how would you describe it Joel? like the infographic part all right i will call it a scene if you just use like the powerpoint slides google slides or whatever it is you just insert graph and table from there and yeah just insert there and put some random colors to code the data and then you just expect it to say oh this is the statistics that we have you know then it's just i will i will slap you, you know? i will just slap you doesn't make sense right so essentially you're trying to say to me is that there should be or there should be kind of like a section like individual sections that maybe highlights your point more clearly for like a specific target group or specific point that you're trying to make and afterwards you put the icon there you have a maybe some type of circle with like a full bar and you give it a percentage number and you just highlight at one point and your Mm. point is done yeah pretty much yeah and 
when the, the, the bar graphs or the chart pie chart or whichever graph you do, right, it has to make sense uh, in a sense that you can put the visuals there for people to understand. Uh, choose wisely. Yes. What you do here and there. Then, then yeah, infographics. As I think infographics of course also could work in the sense for, uh, you know, actually, you know, uh, finish your point first before I mention mine. Uh, infographics does not mean that okay it has to be a background or a pie chart it can be represented in different ways you can have uh, human icons to describe that, how, that one in four people you don't need to just draw a bar mm-hmm. you can just draw five five like five human icons that one field or four field to really illustrate idea better right? yeah numbers into visible elements it's literally like those uh well, infographics they see on the newspaper. Well, mm. for example, the one that has recently released the one about the artists being a non-essential job, that is an infographic, although it's a very, very distasteful one. Yeah, it's, it's quite distasteful. So choose your uh, representations for data if you're doing that wisely. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, infographics also can come in the point for, I wouldn't just say it's actually just meant for uh let's say statistics right although it is an infographic i feel like infographic can also play at a part of the idea of translating your key points better so mm. what i mean by this when i mentioned this uh for one of my presentations for studio project 3 sp3 uh i mentioned something along the lines of because our topic was about orchard road right how the location that we chose was about orchard road how to make it better we essentially i figured out that orchard road suffers from this thing called cookie cutter syndrome which is essentially how it cannot differentiate itself as a shopping district comparatively to other retail spots in singapore so like water malls all that type of stuff so i essentially went and be a, i just was a little playful in how i presented the idea i literally showed two cookies pointing to one saying that this i'll take this instead because this is closer <laughs> and i used that as my graphic to demonstrate the idea so i feel like Infographic literally categorizes the idea of how you transmit information to another person as a graphic. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So, then I think after infographics, another thing that we really consider as a crucial element on our presentation is a pictures. Visuals. Uh, good visuals to support your ideas, your words, to create the mood or whatsoever. Right. You, yeah, you should have that. Okay, so let's say if uh, you might be considering already, like what if I don't use pictures, you know? But then it, like if your design or your design slight design choice is all related to illustration, try to get illustrations that relate to what you're talking about. But if you're doing mm. pictures, your life is a lot more easier and more versatile. Mm. Basically, so, you want to grab those visuals that yeah. support the, uh, the ideas and the words that you're trying to put out in the different sections. That you have, mm. Mm, true that. And the visuals that we're seeing here, right, is not just the pictures I used to decorate your slides or establish a point. We're also talking this as your designs, all right, your deliverables, the works that you do for the whole presentation. That's, they are counted as part of it. I mean, in terms of your final export for the presentation slides, they're considered pictures. So mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty much there. How you use them, lay them out, also comes to in effect how your presentation will look. Like, huh? Yeah, because uh, I think 
for okay because a lot of people would use images or especially i think what students will use as visual images sometimes it just relates to they just think that it's relatable but not particularly directly to their solution or the idea that they're talking about it it becomes lost in the meaning that they're trying to convey that picture although it's a nice interesting it might be amusing but it doesn't play a stronger part which we feel that you know you're missing out on mm, yeah so yeah pictures is important and another i think the last part for the whole presentation is about sectioning things yes yeah like the idea of the salami again right <laughs> yeah i mean if you want to use that again it's about breaking up your presentation into uh, different different sectors so it's easier for people to grasp it like uh how to say it this way uh, we put it this way the basic uh structure of a presentation should always include an uh, introduction and a summary and in between how you want to lay out whether you want to put in the research you want to put in the problem statement you want to put in the insight statement you want to talk about the target audience and you want to talk about the reports in different stages whatsoever it's up to you to decide what are the sections, but it's very important for you to highlight them that, okay, now I'm talking about my research part one. I'm talking about my problem statement for that research section. So it's for people to keep track and make sure that they have you have their attentions when they are reading a slide. So it doesn't mean that like they read through the whole slide. But okay, I somehow get an idea and they try to tell other people, I said, hey, I read this very interesting presentation slide. I think it's talk about something about a bottle or something. Then the research, I think, is somewhere in front of those. So you, you need to cut out these memory points for people to grasp in the process of reciting and understanding your whole idea. So mm -hmm. that's very Yeah, it is very important for this. Mm. Okay. Uh, but anyways, we have talked about the basic... Uh, key points are the key points you look out for when you try to design your presentation slide video or case board huh? a3 board a4 board whatever it is mm. i mean we're not going to be mostly diving into the specifics other than let's say slides because that's what relates to us the most and we feel that uh objectively speaking i feel that slides would encompass all of these parts anyways yeah for example you're going to be most likely showing a video sometimes throughout slide presentations you're going to be mostly showing prototypes during your slide presentation so how things are going to be flowing and for what's the last one uh what's the last format we've got slides we've got videos we've got prototyping and we got what is the last one <laughs> uh, because that's all that we have been through in tools are okay yeah I think now we can go into a bit more talk about the slides. So, uh, since we just now talk about how the design of the slides should be, right? And then the look of the presentation slides that you do should evolve with your intention of the presentation. Like previously, we talked about if you are going to a corporate client who's very serious, very cool, you know, like they're very chill, and you're going with a funky and bright, acid colored design. Uh, you are gonna die, man. You are gonna die. So, so this design templates out there. There are the millions of free templates out there. The free Google Docs, free PowerPoint templates, and then you can adapt 
and use them accordingly for your presentation slides. Even myself and normal, we all use it once in a while. Mm -hmm. uh, not really once in a while. Almost, almost all the time. Almost every other presentation we Because, yeah, you don't really have the time to design your own slides, which would be nice if you're really uh, on the calendar, but yeah, sometimes luxury, <laughs> the luxury isn't there. So you really got to work with what you got. Yeah, so it's really to build off and adapt it to our own style from there and find one that suits, adjust, and please don't overuse certain styles of slides that what we see for quite popular recently is the illustration slides. Basically, the abstract uh, figure illustrations of people waving hands at you, people doing things, the vector illustration, the gradient ones. Those mm. are horrendously flooded everywhere. They are like the McDonald's or something. Everyone just takes it. I think for Joel, that's how he looks at it. I think it's all right for me, but yeah. Mm, yeah. As long as the, the design, let's say for the illustration, right? If, as long as it plays the words, your designs, I don't find a particular reason why it should not be used. But let's say if everyone's using it, if I just starting to tell you, it's oversaturated as well. It's oversaturated as well. Every, every 10 presentations that I see, right? At least five of them contains 100 characters. Mm -hmm. They all feel like siblings are one another. So looking at a whole family portrait. So okay. yeah, just cousins of each other. Just legit cousins of each other. So find the ones that suits them for slides in school. Coming back to our main topic here, slides in school, you are doing it to show your lecturers the idea that you have been working on for the past four to eight weeks clearly. And for you to do that, right, you, in terms of the structure of the whole slides, first point first, right, in your introduction or your first uh, 10% of your uh, presentation, you need to create a world for your audience and yourself. Uh, what does that mean? Well, basically, you are here to set the footprint for everyone. You can't just go in to tell people that, uh, say, today is a presentation about like a, a bottle and you expect like a, like a conditioner, like, all right, hair conditioner, and you just expect people to say, all right, conditioner, uh-huh. And then you just answer it, like, yeah, this is all about it, conditioner. It, mm. it just doesn't make any sense that you are putting a subject in front of a group of people who has never seen your project, never understood anything, and you, and you cannot get them to comprehend it quick enough. So what you mean by setting the world is that you need to let them understand, all right, so conditioners, where are you been using? So talk about bathrooms, right? Bathrooms. So maybe that's a topic of uh, interest. Uh, uh, like a topic of interest, a scenario. Say, okay, now let's imagine that you are using a conditioner in the bathroom, right? So you use a conditioner, but you cannot spread it properly. Like you can't spread it properly on your palm and put it evenly on your head. Sometimes it's going to your scalp and then it just blocks the pores. You have more issues here and there, right? So then you can talk about your solution, say, okay, it's about the conditioners that doesn't spread well, so let's design something out of it. So this is where you set the scenario, create the world for you and your audience to be in. So everyone, okay, okay, so this is a storyline, all right? I understand where you're coming from and such and such and such and that. So once you bring that through, you can set this topic of discussion right away and people mm. will understand. Okay, so that's why you want to talk about conditioners. Yeah, you can you can just jump in and expect people to get hijacked by your me. It's like, oh my god, I understand. I did so clearly. 
I mean, if you look at a lot of, uh, let's say, advertisements from different companies, right? if you actually see that they follow that idea a lot, they actually do equally explain certain uh, issue that you're facing with. Let's say if it's a product right after they immediately introduce their idea of what the, the ideal solution would be. Like. They, they focus on this is the problem you got. They build it around your house, for example, and after they introduce this new vacuum cleaner, that type of thing. Yeah. But the it's world a, it, setting. Yeah, it is the world setting. Giving it, I would say, putting it into context. That's how I view it. Context. Mm. Yeah. So that's pretty much the first thing you should do with any presentation materials that you're using or whatever you're doing. And you can do it two ways. Huh? There's two ways you can set this stage. One way, as how we say just now, the conditional example, something like that, the house example, the vacuum cleaners, is a soft core opening. Basically, you are telling a story. Right? You're using a story to draw this just easy in. You're letting the people understand it more. And there's another way, which we call it the hardcore way. The hardcore way is basically mm -hmm. you're showing numbers and statistics. You're showing researchers are telling that oh every like one every 60 second one minute passes in the world account thing you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay, this is a horrible <laughs> example but you are using numbers to paint a very realistic image i say okay every year there are 50 tons of like ice melting to ocean due to global warming here and there. so this is where you create the world by in a very straightforward just cut Mm, I mean, uh, it could depend from like, uh, it could vary, you know, the way that you do present like soft core and the hard core method. But usually when we use the numbers, the numbers essentially justify your solution more. That's why it becomes yeah. a little bit more factual, a bit more hardcore, and that's why that you're suggesting that it will work. Mm. It depends on your audience. Like if you're looking at a bunch of scientists, or something researchers who have known the topic for years you give them the numbers they're like, okay yeah that's true you agree with you but you are looking at aunties and uncles or just by market from bazaar you can just say aunties and uncle do you know that every like every 10 seconds there will be a fish drop out of the the, the, the box in the wet market you're like what, ah. what, what, what do you mean man? Like, like why 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 am i supposed to be concerned about these numbers and such so the approach will be very different here there it depends yes on, that's what we say so after the, the next thing you need, right? So you now you have set the world, right? Once you are setting the world of it, uh, you're sort of just highlighting the problem or the opportunity, the loophole that is inside this scenario you created. Like well, when we talk about the, the conditioner, hair conditioner, right? The problem here is like, okay, you can't spread it properly on your hair, you know? You'll block your paws and can make you hit lost heads keeping your hair strong. Yeah, yeah, that that's the problem that we are getting out of this scenario here. We're pointing out inside this uh situation. Mm -hmm. And if you do not set it right after you set the world, right? Like you let people understand where they are, what's the things they're facing. If there's no problem, you're useless. You know, essentially you're useless. There's no need for you to be here anymore, you know. I mean, yeah, exactly right. If there is no problem to the thing that you're solving, if you can't set up the problem for yourself that you can identify, you're essentially solving a something that shouldn't be solved if you really think about it. Because you're not, you're, you can't pinpoint a problem out of it. <laughs> exactly. You're fighting an enemy that you're... That no you can't see. And yeah. no one can see. Yeah. So, so that, I mean, just the idea doesn't stop valid like, if there's no problem from it. Mm -hmm. and 
So yeah. Then I think what we recommend is that uh, we have you... a few recommendations. Like uh, yeah. it's either you try to okay. So for presentation wise, right, you have two options. You can either try to shoot your idea right away, and then you basically just say, "Bum, you know what? Here's the conditioner. Here's how the conditioner can be better. Here's how you're gonna be spreading it better. That type of thing." Or you could shoot different types of directions of thinking, which is essentially kind of like a... How do I describe this, Joe? So it's pretty much showing a possible direction of thinking and prepping. So let's take it this way. Let's say uh, we have a conditioner here. What if I told you, right? What if I told you there's a better way how people can squeeze out this conditioner from the bottles, you know? So that... That's the phrase I just say is a possible direction of thinking there where we can be to come up with a set of solutions and such. That's the direction. Uh. Right. So versus, what I say, versus what I say is that, okay, so you cannot spread a pro- your conditional property like introducing a new conditional comb yes. and giving you the solution right away. So here's the basic split of how this is a uh, section. Essentially, mm-hmm. yes, what Joel just said, it's either you introduce the idea immediately or if not, you can give that what-if statement. That what-if mm-hmm. statement is a very important way of what if there was a better conditioner that allows you to spread better in your hands. That mm-hmm. is now a lead-up into your uh, in your solution better instead of just right in their face, throwing it right in their face. That is depending yeah. on you. That really, really depends on you. So... But what you should not do, right, is to feed another, like, give the audience another round of, like, warps and things like, okay, now we bathroom, uh, conditioner, all right? And now we have the slippers and we have the basings, we have the tissue papers and stuff. You can, you cannot go for another round about wall setting to give them more numbers or more stories here and there because you're wasting your time. Essentially, you're wasting your time and you're wasting their attention of it. Like, people want to know what's going on within the next three, five seconds already after you set the world. Because as we all know, the world is evolving to an environment where everyone has only like three seconds of attention spent to things here and there. So if you can't grasp it, you just lost it in terms of your structure for your presentation. Well, I mean, uh, what attention spans for the the youths nowadays have dropped from 10 to 8 seconds. (laughs) Just a random Mm -hmm. fact. Yeah, just somewhere there. But anyways, yes, you should not feed them basically extra information that they should already know because they can infer from the idea that you're already trying to tell them. So when you introduce your idea, your solution, right? Start describing your solution in detail and also in context, but do not try to throw in so much extra information that they do not need to know. Yeah. And what we mean by that is that certain things... Certain things that you want to highlight say, oh, you're in the shower room with a conditioner and you're, you're, you're not wearing a shower cap. It's like, do you really need to say that you're putting on conditioner? Will you be wearing a shower cap? Exactly. Not really, right? Yeah, so this kind of things is a redundant. Then if it's not a need, please remove it from it and just go straight to how the, how the solution is going to be helping the person using it. Uh, and what's your thinking behind it or whatsoever that's where you come in you are not setting a world and expecting the audiences to follow you all the way along the, this hallucinating journey that you created for them 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, not playing. Yes, you are kind of playing like an imaginative world, but do not go so imaginative to the point where no one can understand what you're saying. Yeah. So un- unless you can justify, you know, unless you're giving more information to justify your thinking, your design, or you're talking more about like you elaborate more onto it, like your direction of thinking or the world of it, or going deeper into the psychology of the consumer who are facing the problem. SS chart is just some examples here. Unless it yeah. has a justification to what you are doing, then go ahead and add it on. But the the trick here is that if you need to go for another round about world setting or another round about telling stories and giving numbers, then probably your previous one that you said earlier on was kind of useless. You know, you need to combine the two into one because the main points is behind and the first half is basically non-essential. It might be non-essential. I mean, sometimes you might think of it as it could be a good preliminary setup to what your main point might be, which is how I like to see it. But sometimes, yes, Joel, like what he said, it might be redundant, so you might want to check it out. So let's say if we go back to that conditional idea, right? The conditional idea essentially you're saying that, oh, uh, you know, people, yeah, we figured out that people have trouble lathering the conditioner on their hand. But actually, we figured out that people don't are too lazy to leather in their hands in the first place. Yeah, so which one of it is the most important one? The most important one is the one that people are too lazy. Is the one the point is the behind. So the front part is just with an observation, kind of. I mean, yeah, so, it can all be put in observations. That's why insights are in hard and difficult to understand. But essentially, you want to dig deep and hit that root core of the problem. If not, you are just setting up yourself for something that is just kind of an observation. Hmm. Yes. Pretty much that so now we have gone through the first two portion you talk about what is your whole topic of discussion what is the world you're designing for what's the condition the scenario you talk about the problem you mm-hmm. kind of talk about the whole uh direction what's your solution and now you start it's to show for, your design it's time for your finally your big boys to come out to prove your why your idea that was worth the four weeks worth of crafting has been finally put on table after so long mm-hmm. so essentially when you want to put your designs on the slides or whatever you might be presenting on right you just remember one thing you are there to sell your idea and you're there to justify your creation your vision or why this is designed that way so hmm. whenever you show your craft right your deliverables or whatever you have to sync it to sell your idea proper so let's say the certain thought process that you had for uh, your, the problem that you're trying to solve, maybe hair conditioner, and afterwards you sync each section of your, your solution to each part of the problem that you thought about. Hmm. So yeah, you need to sync it up. So the designs that you do, the posters that you do, the app screens that you do, the stickers that you do, the banners, the lanyards, whatever the hell you do has to convey this main idea or the packaging you do, right? These things that you do has to convey the idea, say, okay, this is the new solution and this is how it looks like and this is why you can explain like a little it. bit why you want to do it this way. But on and all, right, when people see, right, on the one glance, right, it's very apparent already, let's say, uh, this new conditioner, right, you are redesigning the, redesigning the packaging and everything and redesigning it for the guys, 
guys for the males who didn't care too much about the self-glooming for per se. Glooming. And, yeah, glooming. And then you must then you say, okay, I'm gonna do this packaging in this sleek black, like matte black design, you know. So people are wow, this kind of looks like cool things, you know. I'm gonna do this and this is where the color psychology, shape, psychology, texture, everything comes to play when you create your work. And then when you finally put it all on the slides, right? You, practically speaking, you only have one slide with your packaging design. They say, oh, this is the final output of the thing. That's pretty much it. That's what you're going to say about your design. If you want to dive in deeper to talk about, oh, I choose matte black, like Pentom FF or F0 or something, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it would be smarter if, let's say, if you want to go that color route, it would have been smarter if you placed it on a slide, let's say a stylization slide, where you mm. mentioned that you chose that color just because you wanted to hit this target audience better. Then you can just overall just talk about it. Troy. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, it would be smarter that way, but yes, carry on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually smarter that way uh, if you want to do it, but uh, just watch out that do not linger too much on the things you design, all right? Because um, nobody's going to care only about a packaging. Nobody's going to care only about a sticker or such. People's going to care about the whole landscape. You are presenting this whole range of things you're doing and how these things are serving the real purpose. Mm -hmm. Everything here is to serve one purpose. It's not about you. It's not about the design. It's about your idea. And nobody really cares about what font or how much time you use on this design. If you're going out to real-world clients and here and there, they don't care about what you do. They only care about how or why is it going to get them what they want in the end. And as long as it looks good. Yeah, it looks good and it gets them what they want. It's a win-win that is a win-win situation then. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, justify your visions. And this section, as what we said, like, where you're putting all your theorables, your cross, and you somehow need to explain a little bit more about each section when you do your presentation materials. Right? You need to put some labels here and there to talk a little bit more about the whole idea like why you choose this font to achieve this impact on such. You need to leave pointers here and there because I've seen quite a lot of people who do the presentation slides. For the love of God, they just put a damn picture and no haters, no division, just expect people to know what this thing is on the first glance. This is horrendous. Mm -hmm. so yeah. And each, like, it has to play a part to get your endeavor or your idea to sell to sell it across and a lot of things is to be finely arranged and you cannot just put a poster there and expect people to be like okay this is the poster and where's the poster gonna be how big is the poster who's gonna see a poster and such that's where you need to do mock-ups too right you need to mm. do mock-ups to illustrate where these items will be will it be at the bar store will it be Will it be at the MRT station? Where's the long banner? Where's the billboard? I see people who like to place their items here and there very loosely on the slides and just expect people to know and see, okay, this is a slide. This is a poster. I put a header here. I put a QR code here. I put the necessary information here and such. And it's really like, it's like distasteful like, to, 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 to see a flat a4 poster as if like, it just came out from an illustrator and just screenshot it. I want to see it in real life. I want to see it 
on the street, I want to see it on the device, people using it to learn how this thing can look like, whether it will look good or not. It really, really changes a lot when you put apply it to different locations. Uh. Yeah, definitely. That's why you want to try to mock up, especially if you want to get, at least give a good impression of that, you know, you are a capable designer, right? You yeah. you need to imagine that you're placing your work on certain things, uh, whether it be a phone UI all the way to something that's printed. You try to put it onto your design and how you can visualize it in real life. So that, I mean, not really re- in real life, but you know what I mean as mock-ups for people to actually get a good idea. That's how it could look like. You know, like yeah. it could be a front of a book cover, but on a single screen, it just it just looks like an A4 piece of paper. Mm, but we yeah. put it on a book cover, book cover, then you all of a sudden got that dimension. The feel and everything, an impression will change drastically. Drastically. Yeah, really drastically. So yeah, that's basically the sections when you're putting all your designs and durables. And sometimes you may have a bit of a strategy and uh, like you have certain approaches that you want to highlight. There's uh, different kind of sections, but usually for CMD context, we don't do that very often. Mm-hmm. Not very often in terms of whether the strategies in your project and stuff. But usually for strategies, approaches like copywriting, positioning and stuff, they stand along as a different kind of presentation apart from the design. So they are separated in a way that so we are not considering it in the part of our, what our podcast covering today. So, yeah. All right. Now we have we come to the end. All right. All right. Close the pod your curtain properly when you summarize your whole presentation material. Right. I think there's a few ways that you can do this. Right. It's like either you try to. I I I picture it two ways. You can either try to highlight a key point that you got, or you can just say. A few statements that uh broadly and spiritually covers yourself, your entire project up, like wraps it up nicely. So mm. what do you mean by this? So the key points in your presentation, for example, could be if we go back to the African conditioner idea again, essentially you're talking about your conditioner has this, this, this best selling points, and that's this is what it's about. Actually, no, that that, that also sounds like a summary. <laughs> true there I guess uh, so it's basically like how you end off the presentation on good note you know so people know that you are coming to it and it's not just you know just drop it in the middle you know like can, 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 can you imagine you watch a movie halfway you know just like it's a, oh Juliet oh Romeo and then bam the movie ends and you're like what huh? like, like, like you can you kind of just bluntly end on a climax you know like you have people seeing all your design, people getting hyped up your ideas, and you're like, okay, now I am gonna tell you this is what happened all along, you know, this is the end, or and such stuff, and then like, you cannot just throw it off the cliff. You want to slide them down the slope that like, oh, this is the end. If you want to know more? You can come and come to me in my Q and A session here, and then you know, and things like that, like, things like that is just for experience, right? So. In case someone who's in the middle of a presentation doze off middle and then doze off the halfway during your presentation as you are speaking, when they can still tune into a summary section and just know that roughly, oh, this is what we are talking about the condition and people don't use it properly. Uh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you need to get, could create this section, which is a luxury in most of the cases that we have been doing. Oh, uh, uh, we don't really get the chance to have a uh, proper one. Uh. Yeah. Proper one. Uh. So... So always, always, always tries for a good 
uh, ending section to end off your presentation on a strong note. So the lecturers and whoever is looking at your things or your classmates, whatever, has a grand idea about the things you have been talking about, or even if you are really, really lazy to talk about all that. Okay, consider it this way. Uh, consider it this way. Whatever you tell them in your summary section is the kind of things they can tell their friends in general. Mm, it's uh yeah, actually that's a good point to highlight. It's basically kind of like what we did mention before. It is kind of key points, key takeaways that what your design could be about instantly that you could tell someone else. I feel like that's a very good way to idea idea or how you th- should think about what a summary slide should be, how you close yourself off. Hmm, yeah. Yes, to be that short and crisp, like I say, because like, hey, bro, I just like saw this thing very interesting today. It's about how you can spread conditional properly as a dude, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you can get people to recite that after your whole presentation, right, you have won. You have won right away. Okay, people can recite your key points, right? You have won it. Exactly. If people cannot, right? If people cannot recite, just remember, uh, I think he used Helvetica for his packaging. You're dead as hell, man. Like people start pinpointing your designs instead of, uh, not say your designs, but maybe your slide designs or like they just start picking up part like, oh, you know, he's used that image. Or something. They don't really pay attention to your idea. That kind of sucks. Yeah, that is really like you're, you're, you're missed the whole point. point of it. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's like you're supposed to make a comedy where people are crying because, oh my god, the character is so sad and ah, damn it. <laughs> yeah, so it makes the whole purpose out. And yeah. usually, usually, uh, if in, in what we described is a very happy scenario, but if you don't have the time to do a good closing, just do include a summary page of all your visuals so people can see that. All right. So this is how the final outcome will be in terms of visualization, how the landscape of like from name card to your instagram post everything you do right the style has been consistent the color has been consistent mm. everything has been a good uh family uh, like i say then it's like a, yeah it's easy to visualize at the end it's kind of like a yeah. ghetto case board that you put at the end without the words kind of mm-hmm. yeah so basically you want to be able to let people you know as soon as they are finished presenting right if for the people who are going to be reading and looking at it it's kind of like a strategy actually you let them see, scroll down, they can look at the entire uh, design for the summary and they can say that one look, all right, this is cohesive. This is not cohesive. Yeah. So that's pretty important to that. And yeah, I guess that's pretty much all we can cover for presentation concept and presentation materials. Yeah, I think it's mostly it actually. I mean, that's the idea of what presentation materials would be from the start to the end. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I guess. Mm, you want to talk about an example of like what happened? You did like you did, or what? What do you want to talk about? Well, I guess we can save the next section for the next episode. Of, I mean, in in. At first, we wanted to do three episodes. I think right now we can condense into two. The next one, we'll talk a little bit more about how you should be presenting. So since we know, okay, you know what presentation is, how to create a material. Now we talk about how you manipulate and use it wisely when you are doing it. Yes. Yeah, we will take it for the next episode. Yes, has been. Because we don't. Yeah, it's been around an hour already. We don't want to shove everything down like the salami. So. Yeah, yeah, section in it nicely. So next one we will talk a lot more about 
our stories and things things we observed and things can work for you to make your life easier when it comes to presentation. Yep. Mm. And I think we'll cut it here. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. See you on next episode of the Square Podcast. And I'm your host, Shrike. And I'm Norman. Adios. Goodbye.